Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Tani G. I'm your host, Tani G. We're in Pirkei Treasury, Season 2 of the PAL, Chapter 1, Paragraph 18, Perak Aleph, Mishnah Yudchet, finishing up Perak Aleph, Chapter 1 in Season 2. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome and maximum tee at yahoo.com. Let's talk about what endures the world. There are three things on which the world endures, and this is different than the earlier Mishnah in this, the earlier paragraph in this chapter, in this parak, which talked about what the world was created for. And today, tonight, we're talking about what the world endures on. Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel Omer, Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel says, Al shlosha devarim ha'olam kayim. The world endures on three things. Al hadin, on law. Vial ha'emes on truth, vial ha'shalom, and on peace. Shenemar, as it says, emes u'mishpat shalom shavtu b'sha'arechem, as it says, you shall adjudicate the verdict of truth and peace at your gates. From Zechariah eight sixteen. Before we continue with some comments, let's just finish up the obligatory mishnah that we say after finishing a chapter of Perkei Avos. Always a wonderful, wonderful Mishnah to mention, and wonderful that they put it at the end of every chapter. Rabbi Hanani ben Kasha Amr, Rabbi Hanani ben Kasha says, Ratz HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Holy One, blessed is he, the Zakos is Yisrael, to confer merit upon Israel, the Fika Chir Blahem Torah Mitzvahs. Therefore he gave them Torah Mitzvahs in abundance. Shanem Adonach HaVetzel Mansiko Yagdo Torah V'yadir. As it says, Hashem desired for the sake of Israel's righteousness that the Torah be made great and glorious. God gave us the Mitzvahs, the Commandments, the Torah in order to make the world a better place, in order to make ourselves better as much as possible. We'll touch upon that also, but let's look at a few comments in the Mishnah itself. In number 18, let's see what we could see about Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel's statement. So who was Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel? He was the grandson of Shimon, author of Mishnah 17, the previous Mishnah, and the father of Yehuda Nasi, who redacted the Mishnah. He was Nasi during the Parkachva revolt and went into hiding at that time. The tumultuous nature of his times is reflected in his comment. We understand the benefit of difficulties, yet were we to record them, we would not finish, meaning there's so many that can't even be recorded from Shabbos 13b. His opinion is more than a hundred times quoted in the Mishnah, quoted even more extensively in the Bryce and Tosefta. He was very humble, and he said that Rabbi Shimon bar was like a lion, while he was like a jackal in Bava Metziah 85a, yet in manners relating to the honor of the Torah and the prestige of the position of Nasi, he took a very strong position in order to defend the prestige of the office. The world endures on three things. This doesn't contradict the Mishnah 2, which we said was talking about the world existing, because... Mishnah 2 speaks of the virtues on which God created the universe. He wanted a world where there would be people who are dedicated to Torah, study divine service and unselfish kindness to others. Indeed, even in the worst of times, there have been such people, even though they may have been few and unappreciated. As Rambam comments, all of creation is worth, well, even if there is only one righteous person in the world. This is the teaching in Mishnah 2 of Shimonat Tzadik, and it stands as a standard for principle whose goal it is to live up to the divine for creation. Our Mishnah, though, speaks to the very practical question of how society can be maintained on an even keel without descending into an animalistic jungle. To this, Rabbi Shimon Megamli responds that the social contract cannot exist without justice, truth, and peace. Unjustice courts of law must function justly, exonerating the innocent and indicting the guilty Rav and Rav Yonah. Rambam says this is a 
call for countries to conduct their affairs with social justice. Therese Schultz says that this is an interpersonal charge. One must take care not to do anything which is physically, financial, spiritually, or socially detrimental to his friends. Beyond justice, the bottom says, in spite of the necessity to conduct one life with justice, one should not be a stickler regarding strict justice. The Talmud teaches that Jerusalem was destroyed because its inhabitants conducted their social interaction based on the strict letter of the law, rather than trying to help others, even when the law did not require it. As an example, Taro says that one should should return lost items, even in circumstances where the law would permit the finder to keep it. But Mitzvah 30b, on truth, truth among people is a key to survival. David, enlisting the requirements for ethical conduct toward one's fellow man, speaks of a person who speaks the truth from his heart, from Psalms 15.2. On peace, both international and interpersonal peace are important. The attainment of peace encompasses all the good in the world. The benefit of peace is inestimable. Excuse me, inestimable, as Rav Yonah says. And we should realize peace is a wonderful, wonderful thing. There's nothing better than peace. Peace in the home is of utmost important shalom bias it's called shalom bias it's not called ms bias shalom bias because peace is the ultimate wonderful thing difficult to sustain any relationship which is not governed by absolute truth let's look at the bottom business partners men and wife children and parents cannot live together harmoniously and function effectively if truth is not the hallmark of their relationship so really all things are connected the truth and peace and and all these things are really connected together so you can't have the peace if you don't have the truth. Almost every type of falsehood, whether it is a white line, business line, or life or social convenience, undermines the atmosphere of trust necessary for friendly contact between people. Meiri says the man of falsehood is as good as dead. Man's superiority over all creatures lies in his power of speech, and if he makes a mockery of this word, he's essentially dead. So we have to make sure that we have truth and peace and all good things, and therefore the world will be a better place. And the verse teaches us that it is directed towards judges. At the gates of the city where the court resides, a judge must adjudicate with complete truth. When the full truth cannot be ascertained, he should practice the art of compromise and issue a verdict which makes peace between the, lit- the litigants. And we should realize that the afterward is also very important. It comes from Tractate Makos. And Rechanan ibn Akasha says it's an excerpt from the last mission in Tractate Makos. Rechanan ibn Akasha, a fourth generation Tana, is not cited anywhere else in the entire mission, and only once until Sefta, regarding halachic matters in Shkalem. And since Rabbi's Kaddish is said after the study of Agada, an Agadic portion of the Talmud was chosen as a standard recitation after every public study session. Mesur Sashas questions the need for this custom when studying Avos, since Avos itself is Agadic material. Nonetheless, the universal custom of reciting this passage is maintained. And we should realize it's a wonderful thing to remember this statement, what we're here for, and why God is so benefic- benefit benefits us, excuse me, excuse me, benefits us greatly by giving us the mitzvahs and the Torah with such a wonderful way. So he conferred mitzvah and Torah in abundance. An average person will be drawn after his physical instincts. Only singular individuals can escape the clutches of the evil inclination due to their good makeup, understanding, and their great efforts at Torah study. Most people, however, are eternally indentured to the evil inclination. So we have to realize that we need the merit, and we have the merit, and we have the ability, if we follow the mitzvahs and the Torah, 
that Hashem gives us. And as Hashem desired for the sake of Israel's righteousness, it was in order to make Israel righteous with abundant reward that God expanded the Torah and glorified it with many admonitions and opportunities for good deeds, thereby conferring much reward upon Israel for their observance. The scripture states in Psalms, How abundant is your goodness, which you have treasured for your reverent ones. So we have finished chapter 1. And we will move on to chapter 2 in season 2 of the PAL using Pirkei Elvis Treasury. Join us next time as we open up with the opening statement of Kol Yisrael and we talk about the nice proper path that a person should choose for himself here on the PAL with Tani G. And I'm your host, Tani G.